It's a Bell Howard flashback. 1989. Nine. 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 We're just one of three stations in San Diego that play the same kind of music. Q106. Q106, who's this? This is Kelly in Point Loma. Kelly in Point Loma, you want tickets to see Brian Adams this weekend? Oh my gosh, I am so excited. I love Brian Adams. Oh, thank you so much. Kelly, where are you right now? I'm driving. Um, I'm driving home from work. You're driving and talking on the phone at the same time? Yeah, I have a car phone. A car phone? Wow, you didn't need to win these tickets. You could afford them yourself. Yeah, well, my husband works for the government, so... <laughs> oh, wow, what's going on? Wow, what's that? The cars are driving on the wrong side of the freeway. All of them? Yeah, they're coming towards me. Wow! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Kelly, are you sure you didn't get on the wrong side of the freeway? Oh my! I didn't even think about it while I was calling you. I, I, oh my god! Bell, Bell, what do I do? What do I do? I'm on the wrong side of the freeway, Bell. Kelly, get to the side of the road. Oh! Oh my gosh! Kelly, can you get to the side of the road? I can't get. To, oh, Bell! They're all coming at me. I can't. I'm in the middle of playing somehow. I don't know how this happened. I can't. I'm in all the excitement. I just... Kelly, get to the side of the road, you dumb... Right now. Gosh, I don't know what to do, Belle. Kelly, we can't, we got to end this call right now, Kelly. I mean, it's for your own good. I, I, b- before we go, who do you listen to at work and while you're driving to work on the right side of the freeway? Q. One. Uh, oh. Six. Ah! Broadcasting live from a sea of technocratic nonsense on an island of freedom. It's the Bell Howard Show. And now, here's your host, Bell Howard. Folks, thanks for tuning in. You are on Freedom Island, and you're welcome. Welcome ashore, because right now the world is burning down all around us. Uh, Things are just not right. Things are just not going the way we want them to, but we've got to be strong. As as Grandma Ackerman said to me last week, we got to be strong. And keep the faith. Keep believing in humanity. It's all we got. But ladies and gentlemen, sometimes it's hard to do that. I know. You know what uh you know what makes me lose my faith in humanity? Smartphones. I was I was uh I don't have a smartphone. I don't believe in them. I have a flip phone. Um I had to I had to talk to the guy. I went to the cell phone store, and uh, I said, listen, I don't want a smartphone. I want something else. And uh, and he looked at me funny, of course, and he had a he had a conference, a powwow with the other employees, and they all kind of snickered and pointed at me. But that, you know what? Uh, sadly, I've gotten used to that over the years. 
uh, since childhood. And he led me down the stairs into a basement room. And down there they had, it was really dark and it was kind of, there were leaks in the pipes and um, wet cardboard everywhere, rats and so forth. And he showed me his um, feature phone lineup. They call them feature phones. And one of them was this flip phone. I said, all right, I'll take that one. And um, he said, are you sure? We also have carrier pigeons. I said, all right, smart guy. Just give me the flip phone. Anyway, so I'm a flip phone guy. And um, and I go, and, and, and last weekend there was a baby shower. My nephew, he, he has a, um, a baby's coming for him and his wife. So congrats all around. And they said, guess what? Because of the corona situation, we're going to have a baby shower over Zoom. So everyone's going to Zoom in. And um, I go, fine, that's fine. But what about me? I don't have Zoom on this thing. And they all sigh and they say, oh, Bell, Uncle Bell, what's wrong with you? And I'm a pariah. I'm I'm an outcast. So I can't zoom in to the baby shower. I have to, I have to call in to someone else's uh, landline, and then whenever I want to chime in, they put me on speakerphone. So everyone says, "Ha ha, he he, he doesn't have a smartphone." But listen, folks, smartphones are a scam. We know that. Someone said, "Here, here's the internet in a little uh, disc." And a camera so you can spy on your neighbors anytime you want. And a bunch of apps that tell you what to do 24-7, that tell you when to look at them, that notify you if a fly farts uh, five miles away, there's a notification on your phone. And you got to check your phone all the time. You You become addicted. You become a zombie. So... So that's what you got in your pocket. Congratulations. You've got a little notification disc with a camera so you can look at yourself and look at other people and film them whenever you want. And you've got the internet so you'll never have to know anything again. So have a blast, people. Enjoy your smartphones. And this is what I'm this is what's going on today. You know, this is what I this is what I've been saying ever since, uh, you know, there are, look at what's happening in the news. There are hackers hacking Trump, hacking Biden, and they're from all over the world. We don't know where they are because they're hackers. I mean, most likely they're wearing a hoodie sweater above a, a falafel restaurant in um, Cyprus. If, if Netflix movies have told me, have taught me anything. And they're sitting there hacking away. And we're going, how do we stop this? Just shut it down. Shut it all down. So so I'm still a flip phone guy. And people can laugh at me. But but no one's going to hack my flip phone. No one's going to hack it. All right. We've got a great show coming up today. We've got so much stuff that I didn't write it down. I thought... You know, I thought sometimes if there's if there's a lot more stuff, then I don't have to remember it, as opposed to if there's not a lot of stuff, 
then sometimes I I replace that with something else in my memory, like oh, I'm supposed to buy uh, chili sauce after after work, and then suddenly the chili sauce um, memo replaces the one thing I was supposed to remember. Um, conversely, if I have a lot of stuff to remember, somehow I don't have to write it down. It just the list is already there. It's like one thing in my memory. I don't even know if you understand what I'm talking about, but if you do, email me so I understand because. Sometimes I talk and the words come out and they just don't register in my brain. They're just words streaming out of my mouth and I can't stop talking. Folks, with all the rioting going on, it's hard to understand why someone would want to take a brick, throw it through a Starbucks window at some guy uh, designing a website on a MacBook. Uh well, actually, that's not so hard to understand. But but the other thing is, why destroy so many things and set fire to things? I don't understand that. Well, to help us understand that is Leah Ria. She's the author or, um, well, I'm going to have to ask him or her how he wants to specify his gender or her gender. But um, Leah Ria, the author of Property is Someone Else's Problem. Leah Ria, welcome to the Bell Howard Show. Thank you. Um, you you say in your book that property is, well, it's someone else's problem. But what does that mean? I mean, does that mean that, you know, property isn't really a thing and we can just do whatever we want? Um, basically, it means that property is, is, is sort of a construct. It's a construct. And as such, we don't have to really, we don't really have to go along with its um, diction that we have to protect it at all costs because it's not really real. It's sort of a um, capitalist um, construction, and and it's um, a manifestation of of whiteness. Uh, you say manifestation. What what do you mean by that? I mean, does that mean that um, it's an otherworldly uh, concept, and it sort of materializes in our world? Uh, through the uh, through the evil magic of white people? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. But I think that it's also a way to um, exclude people of color from the um, from the public discourse. From the public discourse. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been excluded from the public discourse for a long time. I mean, um, it's called uh, AM radio. But uh, here's the thing: whether or not I'm, whether or not I'm on TV or not. I mean, that's not what we're talking about here. And you know, and I tried to do that, and and it and it didn't really work for me. And you know, and I was sort of, I felt for a long time I was relegated to AM. But you know what? And then that didn't work, and now I think I feel like I'm relegated to the internet world and and the online thing and, and podcasts and all that stuff. But but I'll get I'll I'll claw my way back in, into the mainstream uh, one of these days. Anyway, what I'm what I'm saying here is that, geez, I forgot what I was saying. Um. So so what I think is, what I try to do is you know I'm I'm very online. And I think that online is a way of being that most people don't. And online is not private property. Private property is an illusion. And in order to smash that illusion, we need to take a brick um, and throw it. At a Starbucks? 
or anything? Anything. A horse? A horse in Central Park? Um, yes, horses are property of the police department, so yes. All right. Um, I, I think I, I kind of get where you're coming from here. So, so throw a brick at anything, smash it all at, smash it all down just to sort of, sort of show how, uh, private property has, has sort of taken over. It, it sort of colonized our minds really and that's that's how we think now exactly we think only in terms of private property we think um, this is mine this is not yours but a, a riot and and a sort of a gleeful sort of an orgiastic display of destruction is what what we need All right, to answer your question um, I didn't ask a question but you kind of did with that sort of upturn of your, of your upspeak. Are you upspeaking? No, upspeaking is a creation of the white man. And all right. Well, I'm very confused now. Are you a creation of the white man? Well, I am considered white, but I'm also trans. So, and I'm online. So, I'm not really here. You're online a lot. Now, you say as much, but why aren't you out there on the streets? Why aren't you throwing a brick? Why, why are you... My role as a white non-binary is to incite this passionate, orgiastic display of um, accelerationism that will finally bring about the collapse of capital and the... Um, utopia where we don't have any rules? Uh, you don't sound too sure about that, but... So we don't have any rules. Now, here's the thing. I I, I experienced this firsthand. You know, there was the Chaz going on in Seattle and, and, and other places, and actually in my own neighborhood where we, where we record this show, there was a Chaz. Now, I... I parked my car in a in a where I where I usually park my car. I went to the studio and then while I was recording the show a chaz was declared around where my car was parked and my car looked like um it just came out of a you know a, a third-rate body shop in Beirut. I mean it was completely destroyed. The law and order don't you think we need law and order? Don't you think that uh Without law and order, things will just turn into a, um, a, a third-rate uh, Middle Eastern chop shop. Oh my God, that's so racist! What was racist? To to just say that all Middle Eastern body shops would destroy your car. I didn't say that, but you implied it, and your white splaining of the Chaz is offensive to me. And I feel like I should end this interview really soon. Well, I mean, we don't have a lot of time. we got to cut to a commercial here uh, pretty soon. But uh, just real quick, the book is called Private Property is Someone Else's Problem. It's by Leah Ria. And um, Leah, final thoughts here. What do you do when someone breaks into your house and, and takes your computer that you rely on to do your work? Is that okay? Because I just took your private property. 
Um, yes. Okay, you still don't sound too sure about anything. But thank you, Leah Ria, for coming on the show. We Folks, we got to go to a break. Uh, the book is called Private Property is Someone Else's Problem. And uh, we'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned. This month, the Independent Spirit Award goes to New York City. This October on IFC, we're only showing films set in New York. These are independent films that Hollywood won't touch with a 10-foot pole. A homeless man discovers he has psychic powers but decides not to use them because that would totally be selling out in the Pope of Soho. Then Jim Jarmusch's three-hour epic of eccentric artists smoking cigarettes in a Brooklyn cafe. Nothing much happens, but nothing has to because it's an independent film where nothing has to happen because real life is like that. Independent films that don't give a crap about what you think. All October long on the Independent Film Channel. Folks, joining us now on the show is uh, is a legend. He's a country music legend and and someone who who was really someone unexpectedly just burst forth from uh, the earthen womb of of England and and suddenly became a phenomenon. I don't know where the West did you write this copy? And the earthen womb of England is that a thing? He is called Clay T. Avery. He's a, he's a wonderful country singer, one of my favorites. And I'm not a country fan. I'm more into um, fusion jazz. But, uh, but his lyrics, uh, his insight, his folksy uh, humor that comes through in every song that he does captivated me. And I am honored to have him on the show. Clay T. Avery, welcome to the Bell Howard Show. Hello, Bell. Nice to be here. Clay T. Avery, you're from England. Um, where exactly are you from? I'm from Sussex. Sussex, England. A lot of country music coming from Sussex these days. Actually, no country music has ever come from Sussex. It is, it is country music free. Uh, but what I did was, I when I arrived in, in America for the first time, um, I noticed the the phenomenon of country music um, that was sweeping the land in the 90s, and I, I I I happened upon a square dancing club, and I sort of I waltzed in um, with my you know, my 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 tweed coat and my cravat, and I and I looked around and saw these people. Um, dancing and slapping their heels and their boots and 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 square dancing as it were and I thought oh my goodness and I was like hello there's something here something here for me something here for for everyone and I I just sort of decided to join the fun you joined the fun and you joined it hard um, you went hard and you went all the way and you actually started singing why did you start singing well I love singing I I've always been a singer um, in in the in the clubs, uh, mummy and daddy don't like it when I when I sing in the clubs. But <laughs> but um, but I'm a grown man. I can make my own decision. Anyway, I decided to stay in the, in 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 America and 
and study the art of country music and um, just became a an acolyte of um, various country singers, um, Jalen T. Wailings, um, uh, Pepper Skinnich, Sergeant Freckles, Captain T. Armadillo, and all these um, so-called alternative country music singers. Um, they're not in the mainstream, but they did teach me some things. And I think I, uh, through them, I, I, I developed the chops and I started touring in um, Nashville. And the other thing was I had to get the accent. Now, fortunately, um, through my acting training at, at, um, at the uh, RADA, I have an ear for accents and I know how people are supposed to sound, um, certain um, different walks of life. I can sort of, um, you know, sort of uh, s uh, sachet into any sort of milieu and uh, find my way around um, without any trouble whatsoever. And so I found that I could uh, speak like a country star. And um, the next step was, of course, singing. But you sing amazing. I mean, the way you the way you do a country um, twang is is unbelievable. And and then so that happened. So so you start singing. How do you get the subject matter? Now, obviously, you're living in the South. You're living in Texas or whatever. Well, I don't know where you're living, but where does where does the inspiration come from? You obviously don't know this life very well. You know life back in Sussex. So so what? So while I was while I was training. Um, in the country music scene, I had different experiences and I used them um, to my advantage. And I wrote everything down. I had um, several journals I kept. And I, and from that, I sort of mined uh, that, the riches of my observations. And, and I wrote lyrics from them. Well, that's amazing. Let's hear one of those songs right now. Uh, this is uh, this is one of my favorites. It's called uh, "I Can't Quit the Internet" (parentheses) without quitting you. It's a classic. Uh, here he is, Clay T. Avery. I can't quit the internet without quitting you. Take a listen. Well, I can shop all day, chat with my friends. With my butt on the sofa, the fun never ends. I got a girlfriend in Japan that I ain't ever seen. Well, I can't quit the internet without quitting you. Now, that was amazing. That was uh, Clay T. Avery. I can't quit the internet without quitting you. Uh, just phenomenal. Clay T. Avery. Did you really have a girlfriend in Japan? I mean, was no, I don't. I I knew a fell. I knew a man. I was about to say fellow. <laughs> that's how that's how much the southern culture is in, is infused in me. Um, no, I I met a gentleman who had a girlfriend in Japan, and I and it struck me he had never met her before. He had just he had just uh, spoken to her online. He'd messaged her back and forth and so forth, and. I thought, well, this is amazing. I mean, this is the new normal, as it were. And so I, uh, I quickly, you know, pen in hand, feverishly writing down. I said, hold on, hold on, hold that thought. Let me write this down. And I and I wrote it. Got into the studio with Jay Wellings Jenkins, the third, and um, he produced that one. 
and uh, and we mixed it and we did it in about a day. Well, it's a it's a it's a smash hit. I mean, it was, and I I remember um, driving home, flipping through the channels, and I don't usually stop on the country station. I go right by it, and something about the voice, something about there, just just made me stop and say, "Hold on a second, there's a this this one's got some uh, cojones." Yes, well, uh, there's a crude way to put it, but yes, yes, it has something. It has a has a um, joie de vivre. Uh, uh, so uh, I think you might might say if you were to correct uh, your um, previous utterance. Yes, uh, I'll correct it later. Wes, correct my previous utterance in uh, in post, will you? So anyway, Clay D. T. Avery, what's next? Are you touring? Yes, I'm going. I'm going to be touring. Um, you know, with the the uh, the Corona situation and so forth. Um, social distancing is a must, but everyone wear a mask and stay ten feet apart. And you can see me perform at various places, uh, uh around the country. Um, just go to my website, Clay, the real Clay T. Avery, um, dot com, dot net, dot org, or dot co dot uk. Clay T. Avery, thank you so much for stopping by. What a uh, amazing performer, amazing life, amazing uh, uh, person. You know, anytime you are welcome to the Bell Howard Show. You are an inspiration, a light house on the cliff during a stormy night. And, okay, thank you. I didn't know if you were. Well, folks, that's all we have time for today on the Bell Howard Show. Join us next week. We're going to have more exciting guests, uh, more weirdos, more more, um, and more discussions about ideas that really matter. Remember, folks, stay safe, stay sane, and stay free. Bye now.